السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, passing salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi, passing salutations upon his family, upon his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we are living through trying times. We are living through great trials and tribulations and if one looks at the lives of the Anbiya and the life particularly of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the lives of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the lives of the ulama of this ummah then you will find that they have one thing in common. They have a lot in common. But the focus of today's talk is something that was great in all of them. And that was Al-Intisaru Bid-Dua Seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's victory or seeking victory through dua and each of you sitting here you can think of various stories whether it was Adam salam, whether it was Nuh salam, whether it was Yusuf whether it was Yunus may Allah be pleased with him or whether it was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whether it was Abu Bakr whether it was Umar, whether it was Uthman, Ali, Talha, Zubair, Aisha, Fatima, may Allah be pleased with all of them. But they all had a moment in their lives where through the dua of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were victorious. And know my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam that dua is the weapon of a believer. This dua that you make whether you're in the time of need or whether you're not in need but when you supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then know that this dua the supplication that you are making, it is a weapon. And what does a weapon do? A weapon is there and it protects you. Someone comes to you, they want to attack you. You have a weapon on you, what's that weapon going to do? Not going to stand there, You're going to use it as protection. So like this, the dua is there as a protector as well. 
The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he gave us certain ad'iyah. It's the plural of dua. He gave us certain supplications to make in the mornings. He gave us certain supplications to make in the evening. As what? As a shield. A shield against what? A shield against shaitan. A shield against evil whispers. A shield against ayn. Yani hasad. All these formulas were given. And if you supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. There's a hadith in the jami' of Imam At-Tirmidhi rahimallahu ta'ala where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, إِنَّ الدُّعَاءَ يَنْفَعُ مِمَّا نَزَلَ وَمِمَّا لَمْ يَنْزِلْ فَعَلَيْكُمْ عِبَادَ اللَّهِ بِالدُّعَاءِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he informed us and he said that dua, that supplication, benefits against that which strikes and that which does not strike. So hold fast, be firm, O worshippers of Allah, to supplications, to du'as. Meaning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that be firm on your du'as, be steadfast on du'a. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, know that dua, it is wajib, it is compulsory, and it is incumbent on every believing male and female. And know that the one that makes dua with sidq, with truth, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he accepts this dua from every person. And know that the dua of a Muslim, the dua of us people, if we insist and we keep on knocking at the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that one day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer this dua. You might ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something now. But now is not the right moment. Right, let's look at the example that the youth, they like to speak about this example. And that of marriage. So he's 18 years old, he finished school. He met somebody who wants to get married. Doesn't have a job, doesn't have a degree, doesn't have anything. Not that this is supposed to stop him. If there are other means to support his wife. And he makes dua and he makes dua, oh Allah, I want to get married, I want to get married. He becomes 19 years old, he becomes 20, he's still not married. He says, Yo. but I remember one day, that speaker that gave a khutbah, he said, no, but you made dua, Allah is going to accept. But maybe at that time when you made the dua, Allah Azza wa Jal found it not right for you. And maybe two or three years later, now that dua gets accepted. And this is all in the infinite mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one of the greatest acts of worship. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-Baqarah, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِ عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانِ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, And when my slaves asks you, O Muhammad, concerning me. Now yeah, one, just to pause for a moment. There are about over ten places in the Quran where the Jews came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they had certain questions. So they would ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, يَسْأَلُونَكَ أَنِ الْأَهِلَّةِ O Messenger of Allah, O, o Rasulullah, inform us about the moon, about the crescent. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he answers. Then they come to him again. يَسْأَلُونَكَ أَنِ الْمَحِيضِ O Messenger of Allah, explain to us, inform us about menstruation. يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْرُوحِ Ask us about, he asked him about the ruh. So like that, there was questions, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would answer, and this is in the Quran. But when it came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, see how it, the sequence of the verse changes now. There's no more يَسْأَلُونَكَ It's now وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ and when my slave asks, and then it changes again. Say, O Muhammad, to my slave that I am close. I am indeed near to them. And I will respond to the invocations, to the supplications, to the dua of the supplicant when he calls unto me without any mediator, without any intercessor. I will answer him when he calls. So let them obey me and believe in me so that they may be guided. So when you make dua, you make dua to Allah Azza wa Jal alone. There's no intermediary in Islam. There's no calling on the sahib of the qabr. There's no going to a particular tree. When you make dua, you ask Allah and you ask Allah alone. قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ The Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, إِنَّ الدُّعَى هُوَ الْعِبَادَةِ He said that indeed dua, it is a form of worship, it is worship. When you make salah, right? as the Prophet said, صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِ أُصَلِّي You make salah as how? Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم made salah. When you fast in the month of Ramadan, you fast how Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم fasted. When you go on Hajj, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, Khudu anni manasikakum. He said, take from me your rituals of Hajj. You perform Hajj. You're not going to go stand on the 13th of Dhul-Hijjah on Arafah. Why? Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he stood on the 9th on Arafah. So that's when you will stand. So like that dua, it is worship, it is ibadah. So you make dua and you follow the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to your supplication as well. The poet, he says, يَغْضَبُ إِن تَرَكْتَ سُؤَالَهُ لَا تَسْأَلَنَّ بَنِي آدَمَ حَاجَتُ He says, 
يَغْضَبُ إِنْ تَرَكْتُ سُؤَالَهُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gets upset when you do not ask Him. لَا تَسْأَلَنَّ بَدِيَادَمْ حَاجَرْ And do not ask. Do not ask the children of Adam. Meaning do not ask mankind for your needs. وَسَلِّ الَّذِي أَبْوَابُهُ لَا تُغْلَقُ اللَّهُ And ask the one whose doors are never closed. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu wa bunayya adama hina yus'alu yaghdabu. But when you ask the children of Adam, then they get upset. Right, so you ask someone for something, he will give you today. You come again tomorrow, he might give you. But after a week, he's going to say, no, the man is not lastig me. Right? He isn't asking every time for the same thing. Go get a job. Go ask someone else. But when you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gets upset when you don't ask him. Imagine that. The human being, when you ask, he gets upset because you're asking. Allah gets upset because you're not asking him. So why not ask him? He knows your affairs. Allah is the creator of everything. Allah is the originator of everything. In fi khalqi samawati wal ard. Wahtilafi layli wan nahar. That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of the heavens and the earth. It is He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that changes day into night and night into day. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why not ask Him? Like we mentioned earlier, dua. It is the weapon of a believer. And that dua, it takes us out of every problem that we have. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informed us and he said, that if one recites the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah at night, and many of us, we know these two verses. So whoever recites the last two verses, Aman al-Rasul, until the end. It's about a half a page. Says whomsoever recites these last two verses of Surah Baqarah, it is sufficient for him for that night. Meaning, it is a protection from every sharr wasu, from every evil and every harm. Know that this last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah is a protection for you. Everyone needs protection. Right? The house has burglar bars. There's the alarm system. But yet they still find a way to come in. Right? But if you read this last two verses, Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you, and he will protect your household. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he advises us as well to read ayatul kurs. So these are all protections. These are all forms of protection ourselves and our families. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, seeking help and victory through dua is something extremely virtuous and great. 
Dua, it takes us one out of all hardships and all difficulties. It protects one from all the trials and tribulations. Like I mentioned at the start, from the time of Adam alayhi salam, through every prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to Khatamun Nabiyin, to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, through to his companions as well, through to the ulama of this ummah, you will find that each of them became victorious through the du'as that they made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us look at Nuh alayhi salam. Nuh alayhi salam, he says, فَدَعَا رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَصِرْ فَفَتَحْنَا أَبْوَابَ السَّمَاءِ بِمَاءٍ مُنْهَمِرْ Surah Al-Qamr. And then he invoked, he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Saying, I have been overcome. So help me, O Allah. My people have disobeyed. My own son has disobeyed. So help me, Allah. He's in a time of distress. He's in a time of need. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? فَفَتَحْنَا أَبْوَابَ السَّمَاءِ So we opened up the gates of the heaven. بِمَاءٍ مُنْهَمِرٍ And the water started pouring down. We know what happened. Nabi Nuh was that Nabi that had what? He built the ark. And his son drowned. And the people that disbelieved, they drowned. But the point, he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we look at the story of Nabi Musa, and we will find the various times in the life of Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu wassalam, he made various duas. And he says in Surah Yunus, Rabbana, he says, Oh Allah, he says, O oh Allah, that indeed, or verily, the invocation of both of you is accepted. So you both keep to the straight path. Meaning doing good deeds and preaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message with patience. This is another key point. That when you give da'wah, when you call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, One of the most key points is sabr. Nabi Nuh, right, go back to Nabi Nuh, 950 years and only a handful. Today we teach, today we call someone, we speak to our family members after a month, you know what, he's never going to listen, he's doomed to Jahannam, leave him, let's move on. This was not the way of the Anbiya. This was not the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He granted each prophet like I mentioned victory. And if one looks at the victory through dua then we see the story of Dawood and Jalut. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, 
ولما برزوا لجالوت وجنوده قالوا ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين and then further on فهزموهم بإذن الله وقتل داود جالوت so ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying and when they advanced to meet Jalut and his forces they called out and they made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala O oh, our Lord send forth on us patience and make us victorious over the disbelieving people so they rooted them by Allah's leave and Dawood وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتَ And Dawood killed Jalut. And Allah gave him the kingdom. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him al-hikmah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he taught him of that which he willed. And if, he, and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not check one set of people by means of another, the earth would indeed be full of mischief. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not place on this earth one group to look at another group, so you find, for example, a deviant group, you find someone involved in things that is not supposed to be involved, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not send another group to check them out, what's going to happen? There's going to be chaos. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he spoke and he said that there will always be from my ummah a group that will be on haq. There will always be from my ummah a group that will propagate the truth. There will always be from my ummah a group of Muslims that will look and that will strive and they will fight in the path of Allah. They will fight oppression and they will be firm on the teachings of the Qur'an and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, if we look at the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he, he sent down and when Allah subhanahu when the Prophet Afwan sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he made dua in the battle of Badr and as we know in the battle of Badr the Muslims were few in number and the Kuffar were many that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he made dua the night before the battle and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhi bears testimony to this dua that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he makes dua to Allah that if we are not granted victory tomorrow if we are not granted victory, then Islam might perish. And we obviously know the result of the battle of Badr. But let us look at the hadith narrated by Umar ibn Khattab. Said the Prophet, peace be upon him, he turned his face towards the Qibla. And then he stretched out his hands and he began to supplicate to Allah. O oh Allah, accomplish for me what thou hast promised to me. O oh Allah, bring about what Thou hast promised to me. O oh Allah, if the small band of Muslims is destroyed, you will not be worshipped on this earth. 
he continued his supplication until his upper garment fell from his shoulders. So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu came and he picked it up and he put it back on his shoulders. Then he embraced him from behind and said, O Prophet of Allah, this prayer of yours to your Lord will suffice you and he will fulfill for you what has promised to you. <coughs> so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quranic verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And when you appeal to your Lord for help, he responded to you by saying, I will help you with 1,000 angels coming in succession. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Muslims. These verses are recorded in the Quran. These are not fairy tales. Open the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will see that victory will come back to this ummah. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he would meet his enemies, he would say, Allahumma munzil al-kitab, sari'a al-hisab, mujri al-sahab, ihzim al-ahzab, wansurna alayhi. Oh Allah, the revealer of the book, the one that sent down the Quran, the one that takes to account very swiftly, defeat the enemies and shake them and grant us victory. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us and he says, الَّذِينَ قَالَ لَهُمُ النَّاسُ إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ فَاخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلِ That those believers unto whom the people, the hypocrites said, that verily the people, yani the pagans have gathered against you a great army, so fear them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increased them in faith and said, Allah is sufficient for us and He is the best disposer of our affairs. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, to end off, there is a sahih hadith that mentions and indicates that on Yawmul Jum'ah, on the day of Friday, the day of Jum'ah, there's an hour, there's a time that if you supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this time, your du'as will be accepted. And there are two opinions with regards to this. Both of them have strong proofs on both sides. The first opinion says it's when the imam sits between the two khutbas. And the second opinion that is also strong and has strong dalil, it says that it is the time after Asr until Maghrib. So how do you look at this? Easy. When you sit you make dua and after Asr until Maghrib you make dua as well. So either one you're going to get this. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astawfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.